Hello and welcome to the Woke is Broke podcast. Now, as many of you are aware, the Russia-Ukraine war is currently raging on, and as such, propaganda from both sides is in full swing. Now, here's the thing about propaganda. It is a natural and necessary part of any armed conflict. I mean, we ourselves engaged in pop propaganda in World War II for a reason. It's because in order to win a war, maintaining the morale of your people, of your military, and maintaining their belief that this is something that can both be achieved and is something worth fighting and dying for is of the utmost importance. All right, this is why Ukraine, no doubt, is inflating the numbers of Russian soldiers that they claim to be killing so as to inspire and maintain the morale of their people, in the same way that Russia is downplaying the amount of soldiers who are dying over there so as not to discourage their people. Propaganda, again, is both natural and necessary when it comes to an armed conflict. What is not necessary, it might be natural, it might be natural, but uh, is not necessary, is somebody exploiting that human suffering for their own personal gain. Because much like the piece of crap who goes down to Florida after a hurricane and starts selling generators at jacked up prices, President Biden has decided that he is going to capitalize and attempt to profit off the suffering of the Ukrainian people by pushing propaganda of his own. Namely, he's going to say that everything that we are seeing right now, be it inflation, increased gas prices, right, an overheated property market, the shipping crisis, that all of it is because of Putin. And he will arm TikTokers, right? He will go to social media influencers to spread that lie, to spread that propaganda. Social media influencers, not news sources, social media influencers, in order to shape and influence the American people into buying this garbage. And it is that. It is absolute and complete garbage. All right? The reality is, is that Biden has been in office for 14 months now. Putin moved on Ukraine about a month ago now. So are all of the problems that he's saying are Putin's fault? Did they just materialize in the last month? Or alternatively, are these just some of the worst kind of liars? And I think it really does reveal what Biden and his administration think of the American people when they get up there and expect you to just magically forget the last year. Just pretend the last year didn't exist. And what's more is that they actually think you're stupid enough. They actually think you are stupid enough to believe lines like this. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. Right? Government spending doesn't have anything to do with inflation. You know, that's funny because my understanding of inflation was that uh, when you have too much of something, right? When you have too many U.S. dollars in circulation in the economy chasing fewer goods, that that leads to inflation. Now, that's my understanding of inflation because that is what inflation is, okay? When you have a brain-dead administration that pumps trillions of dollars needlessly into an already overheated economy, and then you add a shipping crisis on top of that, and then you pay people to stay home, that leads to more American dollars in circulation not being spent on goods. That means the more you have of something, the less it is worth. Government spending, needless and reckless government spending, to the tune and the size that they have been doing for the last... 14 months at this now, trillions of dollars, right? This absolutely leads to inflation. And you'd have to be an idiot to not recognize it. And again, this just speaks to how little they think of you. This speaks to how little they think of you. This speaks to just the, the contempt that these people have for the American people. And you know, um, Joe Biden isn't alone in that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, she was 
towing the same line right here. When we're having this discussion, it's important to dispel some of those who say, well, it's the government spending. No, it isn't. The government spending is doing the exact reverse, reducing the national debt. It is not inflationary. Now, uh, how can I explain that logic right there? How can I explain Nancy Pelosi's line of thinking right here? How about an example, shall we? So let's say I'm Nancy Pelosi and I borrow $100 from a bank and I spend it on, I don't know, uh, Botox injections, you know, because I'm Nancy Pelosi and I've been dead for 87 years and I'm older than Methuselah himself. And then I decide I'm going to borrow another $100 from the bank and I'm going to take $50 of that 100 and I'm going to spend it, uh, I don't know, getting the same haircut that the bad guy from the first Dirty Harry movie had. And then I'm going to take the leftover $50 and go back to the bank and put it towards the amount that I owe the bank, right? Well, I just reduced the debt, right? Right, because before going back to the bank for the third time, I owed $200. Now I only owe $150. But only by taking out an additional debt and increasing your original amount that you owed by an additional $50. You cannot take something out of nothing, okay? Listening to these people talk about economics is like listening to schizophrenics teach mathematics, okay? If I have a credit card bill for $2,000, I cannot go out and open up another credit card and then try to pay off that first credit card with the second credit card, all right? This is finances 101. That would be a very stupid thing to do. The idea that you could just pull money out of the ether and pay off what you owe without increasing what you owe is ridiculous and asinine at best. They know it's ridiculous and asinine, right? Because these people aren't stupid when it comes to finances. If you look to any single one of them, they have increased their fortunes a hundredfold since before uh, compared to when they first entered into politics, right? What was Obama's net worth? All right, so these people know how to make money. They know how to make money. They just don't want you to know how to make money. They expect you to be stupid enough to believe crap like that. And it, it, it really is sickening to just see the, the elected minority have such utter contempt for the American people on such a regular basis to treat us like we're a bunch of jackbooted moron idiots that they could just herd around like sheep. All the while getting their kicks off doing whatever the hell they want. I mean, just look, just look at the, uh, the Democratic retreat, the, the Democratic House retreat that they had this past weekend, right? Now, this is a retreat that all the Democrats were so eager to go to that they actually had to rush voting on a bill, another trillion-dollar bill that isn't going to do anything to help the American economy in any way whatsoever, right? But they had to rush voting on this to get out to Philadelphia where this ret retreat was happening, right? Why? Because there was a drag queen performer playing there that they desperately wanted to see. And then they got into the self-aggrandizing, patting themselves on the back routine over the weekend. Nancy Pelosi, again, proving that she is just an utterly useless and horrible woman, um, going out there during this retreat and uh, had a few words to say for the American people. Let's listen to that, shall we? Now, I just say, Mr. President, it's an honor for us to receive you any day. But on the one-year anniversary of the rescue package that the American Rescue Plan, thank you for joining us and thank you for your leadership to make that happen. You know, you know, and we've all talked about all weekend, millions of jobs created under your leadership, hundreds of millions of vaccinations taking place, children in school, people back to work, child tax credit, so many things that you made possible. 
and to improve the lives of the American people. Uh, and it is one year anniversary. More to be done, what we talked about here when I heard you say in that room, and I've quoted you, you will be very pleased to join in a bipartisan way for an infrastructure bill, but you would not confine your vision for America to just that. And we have uh, other initiatives that are being put forward. As you said in your State of the Union address so clearly, in it, your message was about hope, it was about progress, and it was about empathy for the people, many of whom have not felt the full benefit of the upturn in our economy. But this election, because we talk about empathy, in your, under your leadership, we talk about equality and equity and all that we are doing, whether it's building infrastructure or uh, advancing our economy to do so in a new, fresh way, to not only help people survive, but to help them succeed and to do so in a transformative way where many more women and people of color participate in that. And you are making that happen with equality, equity, with empathy for the people making progress. I'll just close by saying we have to show the public the relationship between democracy and their kitchen table concerns. If the other side has its way in suppressing the vote, suppressing the vote and nullifying elections. What does that mean? It means big, dark money dominates. So at the kitchen table, people will not have the confidence that they can have lower drug prices or higher minimum wage or better public education for their children or safer neighborhoods free of gun violence because that big, dark money, which would prevail if the Republicans have their way in suppressing the vote and in nullifying elections. Okay, okay. Um, so just a number of things, a number of lies to go over there. Um, first of all, she touts the American Rescue Plan. Okay, so here's the thing. What has the American Rescue Plan actually rescued Americans from? Hmm? It hasn't rescued us from a 40-year high inflation. It hasn't rescued us from near-doubled gas prices since Biden took office. It hasn't rescued us from a border crisis. It hasn't rescued us from the shipping crisis. It hasn't rescued us from an overheated property market. So what has it done? The answer is nothing. The answer is nothing. She talks about how these policies, this legislation that they've been passing, how that's helping to improve American lives. American lives are objectively worse today than they were a year ago. They are objectively worse today than they were a year ago. All right. That isn't an opinion, that is a fact, right? She touts, she, she, she touts the infrastructure bill, right? And all the wonders that that achieved. How can you possibly expect the American people to get on board with your policies and recognize the great good that you claim to be doing when you're touting things like the infrastructure bill? The infrastructure bill wasn't even necessary. How do I know that? How do I know that? Because as of 2012, 80% of urban highways were classified as either good or acceptable. As of 2012, 97% of rural highways were classified as either good or acceptable. All right, there wasn't any evidence to suggest that we were in desperate need of federal funding for bridges and roads. All right, that is why we have state and local taxes to take care of that sort of thing. And if you think, she, she talks about the, the kitchen table needs of America. She, she talks about having to tie democracy back to the kitchen table needs of America. You can't tie anything to the kitchen table needs of Americans if you don't understand Americans and you don't understand their needs. All right? 
We do not need infrastructure packages. We do not need the American Rescue Plan. All right. What we need is pretty damn simple because the reality is is that a lot of Americans aren't overly involved or invested in politics. A lot of Americans are absorbed with the distractions of day-to-day -day life because we do live in a world of distractions all the time. And nothing cuts through that noise quicker than our day-to-day -day lives, than the things that directly impact our day-to-day -day lives. That is what's tied into our needs. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about being able to go to the grocery store and find what you're actually looking for instead of just barren shelves. I'm talking about being able to find what you're looking for and then not having to wait 30 minutes in the checkout line because only one of the eight registers is opened because the grocery store can't find people to work the other seven registers. I'm talking about when you do check out that the goods that you're paying for are not one and a half, two times more expensive today than they were a year ago. I'm talking about when you get in your car to go to the grocery store and back home in the first place that you are not paying double what you are uh, for gas compared to what you were a year ago. All right, those are the things that impact American lives. Those are the things Americans care about. Those are some of our kitchen table needs. And everything that you have done has made those things drastically, drastically worse. And she talks about the, the millions of jobs that have been created under the Biden administration. Let me be clear. There has not been a single new job added under the Biden administration. Not one. All right. The job market is still in a deficit compared to where it was in 2019 before the pandemic. All right. That is why there are still millions of open jobs right now. We have not created any new jobs. OK, we are still in the negatives on that front. So everything she just said is an absolute fundamental lie. And if Democrats think that they can just tout January 6th and Trump and, and talk about threats to democracy and, and overthrowing the, the voting system, and that somehow that is going to make Americans forget that they are paying more for gas, more for groceries, that they have to wait longer in order to get those groceries at the store, and when they go to the grocery store that they're not able to find things. If you think that's going to make them forget about Afghanistan, about the situation in Ukraine right now, or about the border. You are sorely, sorely mistaken. And that is why Democrats are about to have their butts whooped in November, and they deserve to. They deserve to. They need to. They need to. But in any event, uh, that is what was happening with the Democrats for the past weekend out in Philadelphia. And uh, yes, I think that does just summarize just perfectly which is what the Democrats think of the American people at the end of the day, right? Because either they are so wildly incompetent that they actually believe their own lies, or they think you are so wildly incompetent that you would believe their own lies. That's what it comes down to. But in any event, moving on. All right, guys, that is all the time that we have for you today, but definitely keep an eye out. Uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to be having an additional episode releasing for you, um, going over segregation that's happening in a San Antonio school out in Texas. Um, so definitely tune in for that. That's going to be airing at about 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern. So, but in any event, I'm your host, Joshua Stanko, saying stay safe, guys, stay informed, and God bless. We'll catch you next time. Okay. American lives are objectively worse today than they were a year ago. They are objectively worse today than they were a year ago. All right, that isn't an opinion, that is a fact. There you are in a gothic mansion on a rainy night. The only thing you left is shoving Heathcliff across the moon. Thank you for completely messing up my take. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs>
Did you get that on tape? Yeah, it's on. It's recording right now. Oh, okay. Did you get the hell out of here? <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> it's going to be a fun one to add to the bloopers. <laughs> oh, God.